Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome in. We hope that you will subscribe, share, and review the show. Did you travel this summer? How did you settle on a destination? Were your expectations met? Our guest this week talks about her travel experience this summer, the importance of communication to drive customer satisfaction, and more. Our guest this week is Grim McVeigh, my friend and co-host of the podcast, Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. Please enjoy the show. Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. Today, we are talking hospitality and customer service with Greer McVeigh, co-host of the podcast, Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. Greer, welcome to Don't Look Under the Bed. Good morning or good afternoon or good day. Maybe I'll good just day. say good day because we don't know when people are going to be listening to this. That's how, right. How are That's you? Right. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you know, we talk all things hospitality, uh, whether it be communications, branding, customer service, um, and you are a world traveler with your hashtag Greer on the go. Um, so I thought it was important to talk to you because you've had some recent travels and we're going to talk about that. But first, let's talk about your podcast. Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. What's that all about? Well, you know, sometimes life gives you lemons. Yes. (laughs) Things don't always go right. And, you know, we all face challenges and, and hit brick walls and have obstacles. And what you do with that, what you do with the negative really matters. And Mm -hmm. ultimately what my co-host Whitney Wiley and I um, try to do is to find the positive or the, the lemon, the lemon, the lemon turn life into lemons mm-hmm. or lemonade, or in our case, lemon drops, um, and make the best of bad situations. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we just talk about current events and things that are on our mind. Sometimes we talk about, uh, uh, uh issues, you know, we don't really get into politics, but right. we certainly talk about some current events and, and issues that are important. But we also have guests on the show who have overcome adversity, gone through divorce, had, you know, lived through abuse, and they come out on the other side. We'd like yeah. to, to really explore that journey mm-hmm. from women, from the bad thing yeah. to the, the other side. So right. it's been very inspirational for me to, to do it. Um, and then I also have another podcast called the Capital G Podcast, which is more political it's about you know the news coming out of our nation's capital. And of course, I keep those two separate because I don't know that there is a lemon <laughs> drop on the other side of the politics. <laughs> Very cool. So and, and in Life Lemons and Lemon Drops, you also um, kind of weave your own personal um, stories in there too. And that's what I absolutely love about the show. Um, yeah, we so. do. I, you know, I... I I, we, we keep hearing these words and I think they're really 
true is to be authentic and be yeah. your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I know it didn't originate with her, but certainly that was Oprah Winfrey's, mm -hmm. you know, thrust was, you know, own who you are, own your story, own your narrative and be willing to tell it and share yeah. it. Yeah. We can all, you know, sit and listen to something that that's, you know, somebody's life that's just so perfect and idyllic and just everything's all tickety-boo mm -hmm. or we can listen to people whose stories who've been in the trenches who've had hard times who've yeah. overcome and then be inspired by that mm -hmm. so part of what we do in lemon drops is we do share some of our personal uh, stories and mm -hmm. I, I will admit that you know I don't know how deep we go because <laughs> there are some things that it's like yeah yeah if I had to, sh if I shared this in public, y'all would never, I'd never get another. You'd never get elected <laughs> never, to public office. I'd never get elected to public <laughs> office and you never know. So, you know, it's like, I can't yeah. really let people look under the bed. Yeah, <laughs> ah, exactly. Well, See we will certainly <laughs> um, uh, have the link to your show um, here because it's a great podcast and people should go and check it out. You offer steps for with each episode for people to like take um so I love that about the show yeah as well. we do try to not just you know lament the problems and talk yeah. about the problems without offering solutions right and the reality is that that all of the 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 negative your failures you know quote unquote failures I I should put that in air quotes, because you're really, nothing is a failure. You're always yeah. learning, growing and moving forward. Mm -hmm. And that, that positive message really is what we try to convey. Yeah. I love that. So we're going to turn to your, uh, your world travel, um, series, as I mentioned before, Greer has her own hashtag and it's hashtag Greer on the go. So Greer, you, you visit wineries you visit um tell, tell tell the audience what what you do well <laughs> I, you, you call me a world traveler I love you for that um yes I have traveled to various places around the world but not that many I know yeah. people who've been to way more places yeah than we're sure you for instance um uh, <laughs> that said I um I do enjoy travel and have worked in the hospitality industry for, I consider, I do communications now. So let me just, let me just back up just a little bit. Yeah. When I was younger and, um, uh, you know, coming of age and in college, I worked in food service and in hospitality and learned a lot of things through that. And over the years, I've had the ability to travel and do things. Now I have a son who I wanted, I didn't want him to have to wait until he was an adult and off on his own to travel. So mm -hmm. I've made travel a, a big part of his upbringing. Yeah, it's a priority. So he, could, mm -hmm. so he could see how people, other people live and, yeah. and just see other ways to be. It's like, I've, so I've chosen the life that I wanted for me. And he mm -hmm. had to come along for the ride. Yes. Yeah. I'm all he's got. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's going to be best for him, mm -hmm. for his future and his life. Yeah. Uh, and when he gets a family. So I wanted him to see that there are many ways that you can live your life. And mm -hmm. some people 
prefer, you know, are homebodies and they prefer to stay at home and just, you know, in the comfort of their home and enjoy their family and friends and other people are out and, you know, never home. And I'm somewhere backpacking the Himalayas and, yeah. and all that. And then I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I get a little stir crazy if I'm at home too long. Mm -hmm. um, so I try to always have a trip on the books. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yeah, same. Um, but it, but I'm not, you know, I mean, I've been to, I've only been, to, I don't know, four continents, three continents. <laughs> I don't even know how many continents. <laughs> she says modestly. To, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's been, I think he's been, the, my son has been the, four or five. He's been to Africa and Asia and I haven't been. Okay. So anyway, yeah. um, so yeah, so I, so I, it's like, let's go and let's check some things out and, ex and explore. And I've done that over the course of my adult life. Mm -hmm. And I've done my travel on various types of budgets. So yeah. I've had different kinds of travel experiences sure. mm -hmm. from staying in hostels and, and, you know, in, in, in Europe and, you know, little pensiones and that kind of thing mm -hmm. to staying in some, uh, very high end, uh, uh, you know, presidential suites yeah. and, and yeah. sort of everything in between. In between and yeah. I've learned a few things along the way. Um, about how to travel and what makes a person feel comfortable. But ultimately, you know, I went to school for communications and I work in the communications field. So what I try to do is, or I, I guess I should say, what drives my satisfaction with my travel experiences has to do with the, with communication. It has to do with the brand. And when I say brand, I don't mean, you know, what they tell you, but, you know, the difference between a brand promise and the actual brand, the brand is what people perceive. Mm -hmm. It isn't what you tell them you are, right? That's your brand promise. Yeah. And I'm a stickler for good customer service. I'm yeah. a stickler for you delivering what it is that you promised that you were going to deliver mm -hmm. or what your marketing collateral says that you are. That's what I expect when I travel. And, you know, while no, I don't expect, you know, a, mot a motel six to be a, you know, a Ritz Carlton, you know, I mean, I get the difference between the two. I still expect motel six to keep the light on. Yes. <laughs> Because that's right? what they said they would do. That's their commitment. I, I still expect a nice, neat, clean, safe that's right. place to stay. And, you know, and as long as they give me that, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And I expect a Ritz-Carlton to give me more than a clean place to stay. I yeah. expect more than what I would get at a Motel 6. Sure. Both brands are fine, mm -hmm. you know, and they are what they are. Um, but again, it's the communications. It's what have you communicated or what have you articulated through your marketing that I should expect? And then what am I actually receiving when I get there? Yeah. And that comes down to the people that you employ. Mm -hmm. Are they living your brand and are they delivering on your brand promise? And my job is to keep them honest. <laughs> I love that. So give me an example. So you traveled, um, 
most recently to Europe. Talk about that. So in um, a few months back, my son, we celebrated my son's 21st birthday and we were going to take a trip. So I live in California. My son is attending school in New York and his uh, birthday happened to fall during spring break. So we had an opportunity to be together. So, well, first I, I asked him, do you want to go hang out with your friends? I'm, you know, I'm, if it was me, I would not want to be bothered with my mother on my <laughs> 21st birthday. I'm just here to say. And I did not on my 21st birthday have anything to do with my parents. Nevertheless, I, I, I asked him if he wanted to hang out with his friends, maybe go to Vegas or Fort Lauderdale or whatever during spring break. And, and he was like, no, no, I want to do something with you. And I was like, oh, I'm so flattered. He's an amazing kid. He is. Anyway, um, so I said, well, where do you want to, what would you like to do? Because I could fly to New York or he could come home or we could go somewhere else. He said he, his first request was to go to Australia. Well, I was like, well, that ain't going to happen because I'm not flying 23 hours or whatever it is to get to Australia to only be there a few days. Yeah. And then have to, I'd at least want to be there a couple of weeks. So I'd sort of nixed that. And then I said, well, we're not, you know, what's your next choice? And he said, Germany. I thought about it. I was like, well, we could do Germany. We could certainly do Europe, but I didn't really have any interest in Germany. It just is not a place that I'm dying to go, you know? So I was like, yeah, okay. You know, let me see what I can do. So what I ended up doing was booking this trip that had me flying from California to New York where I stayed a couple of days. Then he, he and I hooked up there, flew mm -hmm. from New York to Amsterdam, rented a car, mm -hmm. went from Amsterdam to Germany, to Germany, to uh, Prague and the Czech Republic, back through Germany to Munich, and then to uh, through Luxembourg and then to Brussels. And we flew home from Brussels. Wow. Or we flew back to New York from Brussels. Okay. And then I stayed in New York another couple of days mm -hmm. and then flew back home to California. So this whole thing was, I don't know, 10 or 11 days. I'm exhausted like that. just thinking about that. Okay. You know, oh my gosh. Ugh. So note to self, don't ever do that again. Okay. <laughs> it was, we did so much in yeah. such a little amount of time that we didn't, we did some, um, we had some amazing experiences and we mm -hmm. saw a lot and we did a lot, but we didn't really get to fully experience right. any of it. I, you know, I see it more as a sort of a smorgasbord, right? It's like, okay, let's see what we like. Mm -hmm. So now the next time we go, we'll yeah. know what to do. So back up uh, one second. So okay. how did you know where you were going to go? So you went to, I'm going to Germany. How'd you know to add the other places. So you flew into Amsterdam and then you drove to Germany. How did you know the route that you were going to take? And then how did you decide on the lodging? What was the lodging like? Okay. So the, the first step in this planning was, um, well, one, I'm a single mom mm -hmm. with a single income. So money is always going to be a factor. Yeah. Now, I may have more than one revenue stream, but it's only one of me, right? Yeah. So money is always going to be a factor. So my initial thought was, where can we fly into 
that would be the most economical. Okay. And that was London. Okay. So from New York to London was probably the most economical. And from London, um, you know, from wherever we landed, we would get a car and we'll figure that out from there. Mm -hmm. However, in flying into London, which was a couple hundred dollars less than flying into Amsterdam, but we were probably gonna need to get a room and then we're going to have to, if we got a car, we've got to deal with getting from London, you know, across the, the channel to over mm-hmm. the, the, you know, over to Amsterdam. Yeah. So then the, the couple hundred dollars or whatever we were, $150, whatever it was that we were going to save mm-hmm. flying into London, we were going to spend yeah. doing this other stuff. And we'd been to London before. We've been yeah. to Europe yeah. before. Um, I actually went to school in London. I did a semester abroad in London. So I, you know, it's like, okay, been there, done that. I don't, you know, I love it, but I didn't need to go back there. So then I thought, so then looking at the, looking at Amsterdam or Brussels and it was sort of six of one half dozen of the Mm -hmm. other. Then once a decision was made to rent a car, it's like, you know, we could fly into one and fly out of another. So that really was the plan is we're going to fly into Amsterdam. We're going to fly out of Brussels. And what we did between in that week between the two Mm -hmm. was up in the air. So I didn't book anything except the first night in Amsterdam Mm because I knew when we landed, we're going to be tired, need a place Mm -hmm. to put our heads. And then when we leave, because we're flying out in the morning in Brussels, we want to be there the night before so yeah. that we're, you know, not yeah. hidden down the highway trying to, you yeah. know, right. slide into, into the, into the airport. Um, what we looked at. So what I looked at in for hotels was the location. Okay. I wanted the most economical hotel in the most central location I could find. Yeah. With the most amenities, but it had to be nice. It had yeah. to be, you know, I was, I, and I started my search at five stars and would not go below three. Okay. Yeah. So I'm willing to pay some money. It's not like right. I, you know, I'm yeah. going to pay $45. Right. You know, it's like it might cost me a hundred, a couple hundred bucks a night. That's, or pounds or mm-hmm. euros or whatever. Right. right. So you found hotels. Did you stay at any hostels this trip or no? We did not stay at any hostels. Okay. As a matter of, so, so we ended up, am I supposed to say the name of the hotel? Oh, I don't care. Why not? <laughs> they're not paying me. So I don't no, know they're... that I, that oh, I okay. want to give anybody a plug. Um, but we stayed, <laughs> we stayed at, uh, in Amsterdam, there's a chain, I guess in, in Europe, there's a chain called the Leonardo hotels, Okay. which are sort of boutique hotels. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like it's a big chain. I had never stayed at a Leonardo. Okay. And they had two or three. And one of the challenges that I had, and this, again, this is about communication, right? Mm-hmm. And marketing. It's like, oh, this is in the museum quarter or this Mm -hmm. is in the this quarter or Mm -hmm. this is over in the red light district or whatever well I don't know one from the other so I did a a combination of searching uh like TripAdvisor yeah so I'm looking at TripAdvisor ratings and then hotel ratings which are a little bit different and I'm a little bit more curious about what 
other visitors have mm -hmm. said. Right. Yeah. So I'm reading reviews and I sort of didn't put as much uh, credence into reviews where someone was upset about some personal experience. Sure. Yeah. You know, Robin yeah. at the front desk was mean to me. Yeah. She had a surly attitude and <laughs> I was, you know, and it's yeah. like, okay, maybe Robin had a bad day. Right. I'm not right. going to let that stop me from staying there. Exactly. But, uh, you know, the rooms were dingy, the, the water leaked, the, mm -hmm. the elevator mm -hmm. made noise all There's night. visible mold or There's rust or mold. whatever. Those mm -hmm. things matter to me. Sure. Yeah. And those are the things that hotels are supposed to fix. And then you yeah. can see if hotels are communicating, right? This is when we start to get into communication. Are they communicating back with the person on these platforms and saying, mm. hey, you know, Joe, you know, we're, we're sad that we didn't meet up to your expectations and, you know, you should have reached out to us and we would have changed the room or we're glad we were able to, or the next time or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. wanna know that you are addressing those concerns. Yeah. So I so it took me a lot of effort just to find that first hotel. Mm -hmm. And we ended up staying in the museum district mm -hmm. at this, you know, it was a it was a nice hotel. Yeah. It was overlooking the canal. And it was, you know, and if you've ever been to Amsterdam, the canal runs all through through the city. <laughs> all mm -hmm. through the city. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's easy to to overlook to, you know, be on the canal. But we were sort of on a main road overlooking the canal and there was a place right adjacent to the hotel where we could get a canal tour. Mm -hmm. There were restaurants nearby, we could walk. So it was a really central location. Yeah, We were close to the Van Gogh Museum. All that stuff was walking distance. The hotel had its own bicycle rentals. So oh, they cool. offered a lot of amenities that made yeah. it a convenient place. We ended up staying there actually a couple of days. Um, and then from there, though, uh, we literally were like, we'll figure it out as we go. Okay. So you kind of just said there's First no night last night. Yeah. And we're just going to go with the flow. So talk about your, um, I saw on your Instagram, you had lots of beer, lots of brats, you know, so you guys <laughs> were eating and drinking a lot. It looked like a lot of fun. Um, Talk about your customer service experience um, in the food and beverage outlets that you went to, as well as, um, you know, your, you know, being received at all the different hotels um, in Europe, you and, you know, and traveling with your, with your son. If well, there was we anything in particular that you have, uh, you know, an example of that was either just outstanding, exemplary, or you know, or they fell short, one or the other. I stayed at eight different hotels. Oh, dear. Over the course of this trip. Wow. Some of them were exceptional. Mm -hmm. A couple of them were exceptional in their service. Okay. And a couple of, and, and I, and a couple of them were poor in their okay. service. So let's talk about the exceptional. What made them exceptional? Cause that's what we want to focus on. Like the good, the good stuff. Okay. Let's, let's focus on the, on the lemon drops, right? That's right. Yeah. So, so um, when I first got to New York, so when I first got to New York, I stayed at a hotel uh, 
that I booked through American Express. Okay. And which I, I want to emphasize that if you have loyalty, if you belong to loyalty programs or you have hotel uh, uh, credit card amenities and take advantage of those. And yeah. I did a lot of sort of cobbling those together. It takes a lot of work. It, yeah. it really does, but it can pay off. Um, we stayed at a hotel that I'm not sure is still in the loyalty program because in preparation for today, I looked at, I was like, I don't remember. There were a couple of things, I, mm -hmm. details I didn't remember. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up and it didn't seem to be on their list. But nevertheless, one of the benefits of booking through American Express is that you get uh, guaranteed, well, you get, well, it's not guaranteed. You get an early check-in and a late checkout. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they didn't have a late checkout available. Okay. So that was a little problematic. Uh, but the room was nice. The room was comfortable. But when it was time to check out and I wanted I wanted to do some laundry because I'm, you know, now I've been in New York for two or three days. I've got dirty clothes. I don't want to travel to Europe with dirty right? clothes. leaving there with yeah. dirty clothes. So I wanted to do some laundry. So they offered to do my laundry for me. They didn't have a laundry facility, but they're like, we'll do it for you. Well, I don't know that I want anybody managing my unmentionables right so i was like, that was a little yeah i was like well i guess that's kind of weird and, yeah <laughs> but the hotel that i was in was sort of a boutique hotel mm -hmm. and they said you know what here's what we're gonna do because you can't because we can't give you a late checkout we need your room we need you to get out we need you to get out of your mm -hmm. room um but the owner has a suite in the hotel so there is a whole suite up there that is reserved and it's empty. You know, we may put somebody there from time, a VIP if it's, you know, if it's available. And the owner wasn't in residence. So they were like, why don't you go? There's a washer and dryer in there. You can go spend the afternoon or they didn't say spend the afternoon, but you can go do your laundry and take your time. Wow. So of course I took that as you go spend the afternoon in this suite. Mm -hmm. And so it's it, kind of like a club lounge. <laughs> yeah, it was like a club lounge okay. with, with a washer and dryer. I so would say that's I, I would say that's excellent service. That was I thought that was excellent yeah, service. They that's above and beyond for me, but they allowed me to go in there and do the and we and they gave us a bottle of champagne. Oh, so I'm drinking. Well, I'm my son didn't because he wasn't yet 21. Yeah, I think I polished off the entire bottle of champagne. Of course you did. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, um, if not you, then who? <laughs> so we're doing, I'm doing laundry. We're watching TV. We're on Wi-Fi. We're drinking champagne. Didn't touch anything. And it's interesting, of course, the the employee, the, the guest services manager came to the room two or three times just to make sure everything was fine. You know, do you need anything? Yeah. I think he was checking up on us to make sure that we weren't trash yeah. in the room. Right. But every time he'd come, you know, we're just sitting there, laundry's yeah. going, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm drinking my champagne and, you know, everything was fine. So we didn't touch anything. So that's a, you know, you don't, don't mess up. Don't do, it, it, again, it's communications Communication. and it's two way. Do yeah. what you say you're going to do. Do yeah. what you promised to do. I said I was going to go there, do my laundry. 
So there's no reason for me to be laying on the bed or yeah. taking a shower right. or doing anything that right. they would need to then come behind me and clean up. So when yeah. I left there, it was pristine. It was yeah. as we, I still would expect them to come in and right. wipe it down, you know, send housekeeping, but right. We've but been talking a lot of, of good service. We've been talking a lot in the industry about the labor shortage and, you know, how people are short staffed in the hotels and restaurants. What did mm-hmm. you find um, in the restaurants when you were in, you know, Amsterdam and Germany and Brussels? Did you find any shortages there? We didn't find any shortages anywhere. Everything was open. Okay. People were not wearing masks. Okay. They did have, there were quite a few of the, you know, there was social distancing. Okay. Let me, let me take that back. In Germany, in, um, I can't think of the reason. I want to say Bavaria. Mm-hmm. Uh, they specifically, not only did you have to wear a mask, mm-hmm. you had to wear an N95 or a specific kind of oh, mask. Oh, I see. Okay. So we had the kind of the blue cloth ones mm-hmm. that you get a mm-hmm. box of. Yeah, That's the hospital ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they were like, yeah, no. That's not And we'll, we'll sell you some. So oh. we got to the hotel and they literally made us buy mm. their masks. Okay. Which I found a little off-putting. It's like, if you're going to make me wear a particular mask and I'm paying you all this money, give me the mask you yeah. want. You know, I've got a mask. Right. Give me the mask you want yeah. me to wear. What It was, I don't know, a dollar yeah. each. So it wasn't a big deal. But again, that's, that's, it's just a level of service. Yeah. Um, but we'd go to restaurants and at where it's particularly the bars. I mean, people are all over each other, drinking, yeah. breathing. We're at one place. Uh, which at midnight on my son's birthday, when it became his birthday, we yeah. were in a bar and I'm like five minutes to midnight. I'm talking to the bartender and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's my son's birthday. It's going to be in five minutes. And he wants a shot of Jaeger. And if you can, <laughs> so she's pouring shots and beer and she's getting this ready for midnight. And at a minute to midnight, some guy throws up all over the counter. Oh, which was really gross. It's um, not a party until somebody just barfs all over. Again. You know, oh my gosh. <laughs> but they seemed to have a protocol. They hosed it down and they had disinfectant. So clearly they're used to this. Yeah. And squeegeed it off and did whatever and got it all cleaned up. Dear Lord. Um, but the fact that, you know, that there were people, maybe if he had a mask on, he could have kept it contained. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, um, but the service, generally the service was great. People were friendly. No matter where we went, mm-hmm. um, we felt welcome. There were some of the, a couple of the smaller hotels that were not so friendly. Mm-hmm. We ended up though staying at Leonardo Hotels mm-hmm. every, at every location except the last night. Oh, wow. Okay. So, because I had already booked the last night. Right. But right. again, I had never heard of Leonardo. Yeah. So we're, as we would pull into a town and we're trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. I take that back. One night we did stay at a, at a, some sort of a Marriott because Product, I'm online yeah. pulling up, but do I have Marriott points? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is there a Marriott? Is there a, you know, what is nearby? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so, you know, we had the ability to 
visit with different kinds of people and be received in different kinds of ways. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of hotels that they weren't very friendly. Um, not friendly, but they weren't, it was, you know, here's your room key. It was just transactional. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Have a, have a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. we were in Prague and we had pulled up, (laughs) we had pulled up a hotel online and it was a Leonardo Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, well, let's go there. So I'm looking at somehow I, I, I confused two different hotels. So they mm-hmm. had a downtown location mm-hmm. and a not downtown location. Yeah. So I'm looking at the price of the downtown of the not downtown location that was like, oh, that's a price I'm willing to pay. Mm-hmm. But we went to the downtown location. Oh. So when I got to the desk and I didn't book it online. But when I got to the desk, I was like, hey, you know, can we get a room? Do you have rooms available? And they're like, yeah. And they quoted a price. And I was like, well, that's not what you said online. So I pull it. So I pull it up like what I was looking at. And and the uh, the front desk guy is like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not us. That's a you're that customer because that <laughs> happens all the time. Well, <laughs> it's like, no, that's the one over there. We're downtown. We're over. Yeah, you know, so I was like, OK. So what's the difference? Why should I stay here? Mm -hmm. And he says, well, we're close to the whatever, the Mm -hmm. castle, the cathedral up the hill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're close to this, 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 and this. And we're like, okay, well, since we're here, we'll go ahead and stay. He, while we were checking in, and I thought this was key, um, while we were checking in, they were like, do you have plans while you're here? And we're like, well, no, you know, we'll probably get some dinner. We want to see some sites. Oh, there's a river cruise. We could book that. Would you like to go on the river cruise? Yeah. So they booked it on the right, right then and there, mm-hmm. booked the river cruise. Do you want to go to the castle? Here's a map. They So they pull out a map and they're circling places. So to get here, you can walk from here to here. To get over here, you might want to take a bus from there to there. You can park. We had a car, right? Mm-hmm. So the parking, and this was a problem that we had in probably everywhere, is that none of the hotels have parking. I think only one mm-hmm. had on-site parking in okay. Europe. So in Prague, we actually had to go park the car about a mile away. Oh, wow. Most places were maybe the next block or a block mm-hmm. or two. This mm-hmm. was a mile. So the good thing, though, was you go park there, and then when you come back, walk through you know, this park or this shopping district or this tourist area. So there was a lot of um, of assistance and helping guide us, mm-hmm. a lot of recommendations for restaurants, depending on what we were interested in. Yeah, I think the whole time we were in Germany, the only thing I wanted was like brats and beer. You know, understandably and like, so. That's like, where you get you it. Put something green on the plate just so that yeah, I can tell my mom <laughs> that I had something green. But otherwise, you know, we ate our weight in brats and beer. Yeah. Um, in Prague, we did a dinner cruise, which they said is um, they would have traditional Czech food, and mm-hmm. we're like, oh, that's great. I don't know what Czech food is. It was everything that we would eat here in America, oh. except I think they had, I don't know, goulash or so, I don't know, okay. some pick a beef stew or something that was, you know, unique to them. 
So you've given us a lot of nuggets. First of all, just be flexible when you travel. I like that. Yes. Um, and go with the flow. Go with the flow. Because if you don't go with the flow, you probably will be disappointed. If you're trying to shoehorn in your expectations, because mm. it's, 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 nobody knows what you're expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they're the best they can do is, is do what they offer. What yeah. they and don't over plan. Would you and say that? Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're somewhere you've never been. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I mean, what's the purpose of why would I go to a new place and then expect it to be like what I have at home? Oh, right. Or expect it to be what I want it to be. Well, then so, why don't I just go where yeah. I home? So be open. Mm-hmm. So be open. Okay. With that, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Don't Look Under the Bed. Where can people find you? People can find me in several places. Uh, as you mentioned, Life Lemons and Lemon Drop, lifelemonslemondrops.com for that podcast, the Capital G Podcast at Capital G Podcast.com, but also GreerMcVeigh.com. And again, I do. Um, Speaking, I do communications consulting that involves public relations, events, uh, communications, image and brand building, and speaking. That's what Precise Precise Strategy Group is is uh, my company. But you can find me through GreerMcVeigh.com. Awesome. Thank you, Greer. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate you having me. It was great talking to you today. Thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. We appreciate your support of the show. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Thank you.